Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Just up, just, just uh, back just a couple of slides. You aren't there. I couldn't earn it. You can't earn it. And we surely don't deserve it. I don't know about you. If, you've, if you think about your life, I, I think, man, I surely don't deserve it. But I'm so thankful today that he gave himself away. Anyway, despite him knowing that you and I would fail, he said, I'm going to send Jesus anyway. And that's the God we serve. Can we give Jesus, come on, an ovation of praise in this place. Jesus, we lift you up. We're so thankful that you, you did it anyways. You died on the cross for us anyways, despite, despite knowing that we would fail, despite knowing that we would turn our backs at times, despite knowing the sin that we would find ourselves entangled with. You died for us anyways. Thank you for giving yourself for me, for us, so that we could have life again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's good to see you. Why don't you, why don't you high five about four or five people next to you. Tell them, come on, his love is reckless. His love is reckless. Come on, tell them, his love is reckless. He loves us. He loves us. He's into us. Into us. Yes. So good. So good. Well, hey, I'm Pastor Welby lead pastor here, get the honor and purpose to do this with my wife each and every Sunday and uh, day in and day out. Can I just say that I just love getting to be your pastor? Is it okay that I love being your pastor? Is it okay that, that I love that what God has called us to do and seeing people's lives changed by the power of his spirit? And Man, we got good stuff today. This is actually one of my favorite Sundays that that we actually have here at our church. And you, you don't hear us say a lot of times, don't miss a Sunday. But but to me, this is one of those don't miss Sundays. In fact, in fact, if, if well, you're here, so you're not missing. But if, if people that weren't here that they missed, I'm telling you, it's, they'll get to hear the podcast. But, but can I tell you, it's not the same today. Like being in the house is better than being out of the house today. Like the, the, today is a day that is like none other. And I'm so honored and, and privileged to, to be able to uh, introduce some people to you today. A church of our size shouldn't have the amount of leaders and, and capable communicators uh, that we have to be able to bring the gospel. And man, I'm just, I'm thankful for what God is doing and uh, God is doing great things. And so uh, today is what we're calling five and five. Everybody say five and five five and five. We have five gifted communicators and leaders who will be speaking today all in a five minute time frame. That's right. Five leaders, five communicators speaking uh, in five minutes. They'll be talking about the power of their story and where they had been and what God has done. And uh, I don't know about you, but we all have a story, don't we? 
I said, we all have a story. We all have a have somewhere we have been, and maybe we're not where we would like to be, or maybe we're not where, where we thought we would be, or things look a little bit different. But I'm telling you, today's going to be an amazing day. It's going to encourage you. So I need you to do this for me. I need you just to smile. Come on, show your, show your pretty teeth. Come on, back row, let's go. Show your pretty teeth. And, and look to your neighbor. Say, say, neighbor, you look good today. If you don't know them, that might have been a little weird. Turn to your other person, or you might have got a date. I don't know. And so turn to your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's going to be good today. It's going to be so good today. So, so hey, you, you got to know this. If you don't know, if you're a guest with us or you're new here, uh, you got to know this, that we believe church should be enjoyed, not endured. We believe that you should have a good time. We, we, we believe that you should be able to holler back just a little bit, all right? So, so these communicators, in just a second, when they get up here and they start spitting some fire and they start, they start dropping some lines and some Holy Spirit drop, download some things in your heart, everybody just be like, mm-hmm, all right? Or like, come on, let's go. Like, let's get it, Jesus. Like, come on, sister, friend. Like, like whatever it is for you, like, encourage them. They're not up here every week, all right? But they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna bring it. Like you may, you may even have like a stank face, you know, you know, like a stank face, like Trev, like when, yeah, see, like right there, like when Trev throws like some nines and some 11s, come on now, and some of you, so I just lost some of you, but, but when he throws some of them, he's like, mm, like take some of that right there. Let's go. Come on. And so, uh, <clears throat> I'm telling you, help him out today. Like you help me on a regular basis. It's going to be so good. So I want to introduce him to you real quick. And then I want them to, to be able to, to, to have their time. And, and so five communicators in five minutes apiece. The first one that's gonna, that's, that I want to introduce to you is actually the first family, the first person that was able to say yes to us as a church plant that said, we said, hey, we believe God has called us to plant a church in Cyprus. They weren't even living in Cyprus, but they said, hey, we're going to move to Cyprus with you. We're believing in what God has called you to do, and he's called us to be a part of it. Dude, he is our worship pastor. He does an amazing job week in and week out leading uh, leading the team up here and leading you into worship. And so I got my boy, Trace Frankum, our worship pastor. Give it up for T. Frank. Come on. Trace, come in. He's going to be so good, y'all. Man, some of y'all just thought he was a pretty face and only could sing a little bit, but he's going he's gonna to speak in a minute. Y'all going to be like, wow, he's actually got some depth to him too. Let's go. And so secondly, today, this lady is so sweet. She, a lot of times on a Sunday, you will see her taking care of the two and four. She's our team lead back there for twos and fours. Does an amazing job. Has her own cookie company, her own bakery. Uh, just slays it. Uh, three bowls bakery. Shameless plug. All right. And so she's up here today. She's got some amazing things in her and her family. Y'all give it up for Sarah Pazaz. The next one, I'm, I'm so, so honored to get to bring to you today. Uh, this this lady and her husband were one of the ones. They've been with us since the very beginning as well. Maybe third or fourth uh, interest party into even starting the church. They said, yes, we want to be a part. And not only do we want to part, we want to serve and, and, and kids. And, and we're like, dude, that's awesome. We've been needing some children's pastors. And so they've been our children's pastors, her and her husband. And so would y'all give it up for Taylor Franco? Come on, Taylor. 
got a bun in the oven and everything. Come on, we got a little Franken baby gonna be around here before too long. So exciting. Fourth. Fourthly, I'm excited to bring to you today. This man is an amazing evangelist. He's amazing, just man that, that loves Jesus. When you talk to him and you know him and you get to hear conversations about him or, or with him, man, he exudes Jesus. He has his own window cleaning business. If you need your window cleans, hey, shameless plug. You can come on, love my clean windows. Come on, I don't care. I'm the pastor. I'll, I'll plug them all I want. And so, so, man, I'm excited today to bring to you Chris Martinez. Come on, Chris. But not least, I'm so honored to get to bring to you today uh, this woman. She's an amazing woman of God. She she's somebody that that I trust with my whole entire heart. She's somebody that that's got my back. How I many you like it when people got your back? She's got my back. She can sing like an angel. She looks like an angel. Man, she's an amazing lady. She takes care of my two kids all the time. She cooks me dinner. She folds my clothes. She makes sure the house is clean. She gets me in line when I need to be in line. Man, I'm so excited today to bring to you my wife. Come on, baby. Kristen Pierce. Y'all give it up. My wife today. Now I'm going to shut up and we're going to go five and five. So first, here we go. Put your hands together. Come on for the first one. Trace Franklin. Come on. What's up, Hope Rising, man? It's a it's an honor to be speaking to y'all today. We got five minutes, so I'm going to dive right on in if that's okay with you. We're talking today about the power of your story, and I want to zone in on why you should share your story. Now, in modern day, we look at a story, and I like to call them movies because I ain't reading books, okay? I don't, I don't know. Books ain't me. But uh, what about a movie do you like? Is it CGI, action scenes, comedy, romance, one-liners? Do I got some one-liner fans in the house? Yeah? How about the, uh, I'll be back, right? Terminator? How about this? This is my all-time favorite one-liner, and it comes from The Princess Bride. Anybody know The Princess Bride? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, now prepare to die. <laughs> I just love, I love one-liners. They're great, but I do believe that the best part of the movie is the climax. Am I right? This is the part of the film where all hope that was lost meets a new hope that was found. And you know what? Often in life, we go through times where we need a little bit of hope. There are times where we don't know if we're going to make <laughs> our house payment. <laughs> there are times in life where we're like, I don't know what's going to happen with my marriage, but God, I need you to pull through. But hey, wherever you are in your life and your walk with God, I want to encourage you to share your story because you have a testimony. Revelations 12 verse 11 says that we overcome the devil, the bad guy, by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. Okay. And so I want to encourage you to share your story, no matter if you think you have nothing to say. Come on, thank you. I need some help up here. I'm usually singing, so <laughs> come on. So Psalms 119 verse 99 says this. It says, I have more insights than my teacher because their testimonies are my meditation. That is good. <laughs> I didn't write it though, okay? I can't take credit. But what does that mean, right? Well, he's not saying that he's physically more intelligent than they are. 
What he is saying though, is that I act wiser because of their counseling, because of their testimonies. See, I don't have to make choices based off of fear. It's not my fears that are counseling me, it's their testimonies that are counseling me. Did you ever notice that Noah, he didn't build just a boat, but he built an ark. Moses, when he was a baby and he floated down the Nile River, he wasn't in just a basket, he was in an ark. Did you know that when God commanded Moses to go build the tabernacle of Moses, that it was also called an ark? Let me tell you something about an ark. It's more than just what you're building, it's a promise. Okay? Some of us are in the mentality that we're just in a boat and we're just fishing for fish, but no, you're in an ark. You're in a promise with God and he's writing your story today. You need to be sharing your story because this is how we overcome the enemy and this is how we further along. I want to propose an idea. I think the day that when the disciples got into the boat, that in their mindset, they were getting into a boat. Jesus was also in the same boat, but in his mindset, Jesus wasn't getting on a boat. He was getting on an ark. This is just something I want to propose because you see, when you rely on a boat, you're relying on the laws and physics of nature. But when you get into an ark, you are trusting in the promise that God has for you. And you may be like me today, and you may think you don't have a lot to say because here's my testimony. My testimony was that I was born and raised into a godly family. I've always known Jesus, and I fought for Jesus, and I was, I was taught to have good morals and faith, and you know what? Sometimes I see other people, and I start comparing my testimony to theirs, and I'm like, they have a way better testimony than I do, but it's not the truth. Everyone's testimony has power, and you need to be sharing it because, like I said, if you're like me, you may think you're an average Joe. You're not. God is still writing your story today, and there are power in your words, and there's power in your testimony, and some of you need to quit thinking about being in a boat, and you need to get into the mindset that, you know what? God has promised me something. He is still writing my story, and I'm going to share, and I'm going to give people the word that God has instilled in me, and this is why it's important that we share our story. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Man, I gotta go after Trace. Like, he always spits fire every single time. Um, so I wanna talk to you guys about how to grow your faith. But first, a story. So about seven years ago, my husband and I had just started going to church, and I remember hearing a sermon on tithing. And the pastor said that in the Bible, this is the one thing God says you can test him on. Like he says, test me, see how faithful I will be when you give. And so I heard that and I was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna test God. So the next day I come to my husband and I was like, okay, I wanna try this whole tithing thing. The unfortunate thing was that we had about $10 in the bank at the time and probably a week to go until we had our next paycheck. So I tell him that and he's like, she's drinking the Kool-Aid. Like straight up, the church is brainwashed her. She wants to give all our money away. Like what is going on here? He's working three jobs. I'm home with a one-year-old. Like it makes no sense at this point to give any money away. So I kind of work on him a little bit. I get him to agree. And the next day, we're sitting at the dinner table with our one-year-old. We just like scraped together something for him to eat. We weren't eating dinner because we had like no food in the house. And we hear a knock at the door. So we go answer. And there's this lady standing there with this Tupperware bowl full of soup in her hands. And she explains that her elderly mom lives across the street. 
and she has never quite figured out how to cook just for herself. She always makes too much food and she wants to know if we want to have some. And we graciously accept and close the door. And you guys, I can't even explain to you in that moment how we felt. Like we just looked at each other and we were like, did God really just use this grumpy old lady that has literally never even waved at us, never said hi to us even one time to provide for us in our time of need? Like we were flabbergasted. Like we just didn't even have words. And so I feel like looking back, that was such a huge catalyst in our faith journey. Like that was something that just grew our faith in such a huge way. And when I think about how it all started, none of it could have happened if I hadn't said yes. When God asked me to do something, it couldn't have happened unless I said yes. So that's my advice for you guys. If you want to see God move in your life and do crazy things, you have to say yes first. For you, that might look like starting a small group. Maybe you felt like, I wanna do life with people, I wanna bring people into my home, I have something to give. But then there's this other little voice that's like, mm, but are you really good enough? Like, are you equipped to do that thing that you wanna do? I encourage you just to say yes, do it anyway. If Pastor Welby texts you on a random Thursday night and he's like, hey, you wanna give a five minute message to your entire church congregation and you're scared out of your mind, just say yes and trust that it'll work out. Like I promise you, trust me when I say that I know it can be scary, like fully, I do. I know how scary it can be, but guys, we're not meant to stay stagnant in our faith. Like we were literally made to do hard things. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared for us to do. Like he prepared us to do that. In my experience, if you sit around and wait for your faith to feel strong enough to take leaps of faith, you will stand still forever. You have to just do it. See, I really think that our faith is like a flower. So God gives us this tiny little sprout of faith when we say yes to Jesus, just enough. And it's our job to nurture it. So we have to plant our faith in good soil, and the good soil is God's word. That means reading the Bible. That means spending time in prayer, talking to him, because the only way you're gonna understand his voice and know his will in your life is if you spend time with him. You have to let him speak to you. Once you're rooted in God's word, then he's gonna start to pull on your heart. You'll start to recognize when like, oh, God is asking me to do this thing, and you'll feel more confident in it. You'll know, you'll know his voice. And when you step out in obedience and you do those hard things, it's like putting fertilizer on that tiny little flower of faith. And then you get to step back once you said yes and done the scary thing, you get to watch God's faithfulness and goodness move in your life. And that is the most amazing thing that I can even describe to you. You get to see as you start to tithe, all of your ends start to meet. Your finances suddenly just fall into place. Or you start the small group and suddenly you realize like, I'm impacting lives. And I never thought I could do that. God will work through you if you just say yes. So that's my advice for you. When he starts to move in your life, you stepped out in obedience, it's like he's watering that tiny little sprout of faith that you put fertilizer on and your faith is gonna grow like you never even imagined that it could. So all you have to do guys, when he asks you to do something is just say yes. Alrighty. So I thought it was nothing. At least that's what I thought. It was my senior year of high school and I was playing in my soccer game and I collided with a girl and I fell. And I remember my teammates, get up, you're okay, you're good. Gotta, you know, just scuff it off. No, I, I knew at that very moment something was wrong. And my trainer actually had to come out, cart me off the field, take me to her office and she was 
looking at my knee and what was going on. And she was like, Taylor, I think that your ACL snapped. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Sitting here in disbelief, like, okay. In that moment, my faith was tested for the first time. I was like, God, what is happening? Why are you doing this? It's my senior year. I'm about to go to college. What am I going to do now? I felt like God ripped away my dream. I felt like my identity was somehow stolen from me. And I also felt like my teammates around me just started disappearing and I was just completely alone in that moment. And I just felt like, has anyone ever you know, been in that moment where they feel like God has just ripped a dream away from you? They've ripped it away. That's how I felt in that moment. I'm sorry, pregnant, just a lot of it feels. <laughs> so I had the knee surgery um, and they gave me this nerve block. And who would love a nerve block in life? Thank, thank, I wish, but no. They actually gave me this device with a button. So if every time you press the button, this like numbing medicine would be injected into the knee and I couldn't feel any pain. Well, physically I couldn't feel pain, but internally I felt the loneliness and the bitterness and just everything just keep growing and growing and growing. And you know, life goes on. After physical therapy, I was able to walk again and jog and kick a soccer ball, but not like I used to. And eventually I went to college and that was that. I started searching for my purpose again and who I was. I didn't know who I was anymore. So it wasn't until I met this friend, this friend on campus in a coffee shop randomly just bumped into her, physically bumped into her. And we started getting to know each other. We started talking and she started encouraging me. She started, you know, she asked to pray for me. And in that moment, I was like, okay, God, like what's going on? She started to encourage me and we started meeting weekly for coffee visits. And I just remember thinking, okay, God, I need to give this to you. I've never dealt with this. I've never dealt with this weird feeling of being bitter towards people and thinking that they're experiencing something that I should be experiencing. This was my plan, my goal. And every single week, praying together, she encouraged me and I was able to get through everything that I needed to get through. And I realized I need to start building my own team again. Who's on my team? Who's with me? I don't know. So I started finding people that were able to build me up. There's two types of friends you can have in your life people that build you up, and people that will join you, but they may be cool with you being messed up and sit there and wallow with you. I encourage you today, you need to find people in your life that will build you up and keep leading you and keep like, you know, taking your hand and walking through the fire with you. Because of her and because of all the other people, sorry, again, we're pregnant, it's just a lot. <laughs> Because of all these people I have in my life at Hope Rising and everything, I was able to be the leader I am today. I'm able to speak to, to kids and teenagers, and I am who I am. I found my purpose in all of the pain. And it was because of that incident in my life that God removed my goals, my dreams, what I thought was my, for what was for my, like my life. He was able to remove that, and he was able to clear the path. He was also able to remove all those team members that were on my soccer team that they weren't there for me. I'm just gonna be honest. I was able to build my team back with leaders and now, look, I'm serving God every week. 
I am doing all these things and I just, I love what I do and I love my life and this wouldn't have happened if that incident would have happened and I had a heart change. So I really encourage you, look around, join a group, find people, find people that build you up. Please, please don't settle for people that just will hook arms with you and sit there and cry, uh, you know, cry with me, of course, but don't let me just sit there. Let me, you know, help me to change, help me to build my life back again. So I really, really just encourage you today, surround yourself with people because really, that's all that, it's, it really, really is who you hang out with and who you surround yourself with. Thank you. All right. I thought I'd do something a little bit different today while sharing my story. Usually when I share my story, I share the highlight reels and, and all the good things and how great God is and how good God is. But I thought this time I would share a different side of my story, be a little bit more vulnerable with you today. And uh, I wish I could say most of my Christian life most of my faith journey has been a journey of, God, you're so good. God, you're so great. Thank you, God, for everything that you've done for me. But the truth of the matter is, I'm going to expose myself a little bit, is it's not always been that way. There's, there's some times where I've actually said, God, where are you? God, where are you at in this situation? God, do you even hear my prayers? God, do you even see what your child is going through? Do you even see the things going on around me, the chaos? God, where are you? Now, I don't know if there's anybody in here that may have felt the same way or may feel the same way that I have felt, but I'm gonna go ahead and just give you the end clip right now and that there, there is good news even in those times of saying, God, where are you? And that there is hope. And I, there's a reason why I believe that. And there's, there's this dude named Jeremiah I've been reading about. And you probably heard of Jeremiah. And if you, you haven't, you've probably heard the famous verse for, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, the, 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 you know, the, the, the good one, right? But that's not the book of Jeremiah, actually. Jeremiah went through a lot of things. He went through some things that you never even probably would think that you would go through. I mean, he saw destruction, he saw death, and, and he's known as the weeping prophet. How would you like to be known as the weeping prophet? And, and he's believed to wrote the book Lamentations, and Lamentations, uh, you don't really hear about this book because it's, it's literally translated as the book of lament, the book of crying, right? And, and, and Jeremiah says something in Lamentations chapter three. He's mad at God for the things that he's had to go through. And I wanna share some of these things with you. It's 20 verses of straight up kick your butt. And I don't have time to go through all 20 verses, so I just picked a, a few of them, but I thought I'd sh start with number one. And right away, Jeremiah says this. He says, I'm the man who's seen affliction. I'm the man who's seen affliction at the hand of God's wrath. Not only have I seen affliction, but it's because of God. I've, and he doesn't stop there. He says, he's driven me away. He's turned his hand against me. Even when I call out and cry for help, he shuts out my prayers. I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt that way or not. Like, he, I'm crawling out and you're just shutting out my prayer. He's turned his hands against me. He's driven me away. He's made my paths crooked. I mean, whoa. This is Jeremiah saying this. And, and, and 20 verses of straight up just kick your butt, right? And he goes, he even says, I forgot what prosperity is. You know, all these things, all these afflictions, I'm going to remember them, I'm going to remember them well. And, and man, I'm like, I'm with you, Jeremiah. And then, but he says something, he, he, he says something and he goes, even through all of this, 
Even through all of that stuff, there's this one thing that comes to mind, and that is this. I have hope. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I lost Jeremiah right there. I was just like, wait a minute. Didn't you go through all of that? Now you're saying I have hope, but it, it fired me up. I'm not going to lie. Cause now I'm able to say some things that, that Jeremiah said, hey, even though I went through this, I have hope. And then I started to apply that in my life that even though my mama was a crack addict, I have hope. And even though my daddy was a heroin addict, I have hope. And even though I've been lied about, manipulated, cheated, and been the laughing stock of all my people, I have hope. I don't know who's going through what in this place today. Hold on now, I only got a minute. Hold on, we're not done. I would love to drop the mic right there. That would be a good time to drop, boom, the mic. Well, we get mad, that's so it's an expensive mic. But Jeremiah doesn't end there. And I'm not going to end it there, too, because it would be wrong. Because Jeremiah lets us know who that hope is for. That hope isn't for everybody. Well, it is for everybody. But Jeremiah lets us know. He says this, God is good to those who put their hope in him and to those who seek him daily. My question to you today is, what is it that you're putting your hope in? What is it that you're seeking daily? Is it your career? Is it your finances? What is it that you're putting your hope to? My life changes when I seek him daily and when I put my hope in him. My marriage changes when I seek him daily. My relationships change when I seek him daily. When you start to seek him daily, your faith will start to grow. When your faith starts to grow, hope will start to rise. Oh, come on somebody, that's good news right there. Woo, that's awesome. So my story began the year that Ghostbusters was released. The year of Gremlins and Footloose and Karate Kid. <laughs> My story continued to unfold in the wake of slap bracelets, candy necklaces, and scrunchies when you wore them in your hair and that's how you wore your socks. My story continued to unfold as I watched five friends in a Manhattan apartment, trying to navigate life and relationships with Ross and Rachel and Phoebe's affinity for smelly cats and what did Chandler Bing do for a job? And really, ladies and gentlemen, my friends and family, my story began a little something like this. That's right, I grew up in the 90s, y'all, so that is truly my story. But really, my story, seriously, when I was a teenager, I was gripped by fear and insecurity about my future. I constantly tried in my own power, in my own timing, to put all the pieces of my life together. Fast forward to adult life, and would you know that that same little girl pops up all the time trying to figure my life out in my own power and in my own strength? Do you want to know what my secret weapon is now that I choose to use every day? My secret weapon is surrender. I have to surrender my story to Jesus every day. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. You see, I did a little word study, and that verse simply says, put your hope 
in Jesus alone. Trust him with all of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out in your own power, but in everything you do, surrender to him and he will take you to your next step. Did you know the Bible says that? And that's why we're so passionate at Hope Rising about helping you take your next step. Not because it's our idea, but because it's God's idea. So how do you do that? How do you surrender to Jesus? What does that even look like? The first thing is you have to surrender your past. And the first part of that is, yes, you surrender your past to Jesus. You pray to him, God, take my past. But the second half of that is you have to surrender your past to somebody else so that you can be healed. Did you know the sheep that is alone and isolated off from the pack is the one that gets devoured by the wolf? Don't be that sheep. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Let somebody else in, share your past, share your story with somebody else so that you can be healed. The next part of that, number two, is surrender yourself. Simply put, give your heart and your life to Jesus. You know, the best way to surrender your story, like we said, is to surrender your past, surrender your future, surrender your heart so that you can be healed and your story can join with God's and be written with him. Thank you. Wasn't that awesome? Y'all give it up for the five and five. So good. So good. I'm encouraged today. Uh, A couple reasons. I was was back there listening, and and I looked at the table, and I I said, wow, uh, all of these families or all these people that represent families, I guess, but they, they all have been with us before we started as a church. When we were, when we were, didn't know if anybody would show up on a Sunday, we were like, man, these families were saying, yes, we're going to be there. Yes, we're going to do what it takes. Yes, we're going to make it happen. And uh, when they saw nothing, they still said yes. And Sometimes you don't see God anywhere in your life. I think Sarah said it. Will you say yes? Will you say yes? And I think our heart today, like every Sunday, would be to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Not just a decision you can make, but I just believe it's the best decision you can make. I believe it's the best decision because not only does your life begin to be turned around and pointed in the right direction, it's not just a decision that affects or impacts you, but it begins to impact your family, your future. It begins to impact the direction of your life and it begins to impact the way you look at going to work tomorrow or it begins to impact the environment that you find yourself in uh, tomorrow at work. And just by simply starting to say yes, so with your head bowed and eyes closed, I, we always want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe you've never given your life to him. Maybe, maybe you've never said, come be savior, come be Lord of my life, forgive me my sins. Or maybe you have, but you would, 
you would say it's been a long time and kind of find myself drifting and I find myself far away from the Lord and, and you would like to rededicate your life to him today. You would like to, what we would say, re-up, say yes again. We want to give you that opportunity. If that's you, just want to say a simple prayer with you, but would you lift your hand and say, that's me, would you pray with me? Can we say, I want to say yes to Jesus, whether it's for the first time or, or, or you, you've just, you want to re-up, you want to rededicate your life. You say, that's me. Would you lift your hand in this place? Say, that's me. Yeah, see your hand. Yeah, see your hand. Just lift your hand and put it down. I want to say yes, because not only do these five have a story, but you have a story to be told. Anybody else in this place, you want to say yes? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you say this prayer all across this place with me, if you would. Whether you raised your hand or you didn't, say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Would you wash away my sin and make me new again? I love you, Jesus. Thank you for believing in me, for I believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, the best decision anybody could ever make is when their story changes. Amen. When their story changes. God just didn't come to make bad people good, but he came to make dead things alive again. Amen. Come on, so when we walk out of this place today, it's not about being good. It's about those dead things in our lives that God is wanting to resurrect again and bring those things back to life. Would you walk out and be encouraged today knowing that you are alive again through the power of Jesus Christ. For joining us in the Hope Rising podcast, visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.